morning, everyone around the country and around the world, I see, which is so nice. Um, it's great to be with you all this morning. I'm, I am day seven of COVID. Um, I am feeling much better. And um, I don't know, uh, I do really hope I will be back at services on Friday, but I will say that I still tested positive yesterday. So it's a little slow going, but um, certainly well enough to be doing meditation with you all. Um, so I'm obviously no scientist, but I have always been very taken by Einstein's understanding that energy cannot be created or destroyed. It can only be changed from one form to another. It's actually a frame that I have often shared with grieving families, this idea that every human being is made up of energy and that energy, and let's call it a soul, for is that soul of a person cannot be destroyed or um, gone. It changes form. That idea that there is something um, kind of cosmic that is residing in each one of us that has existed from all time, that is in us while we are alive and animates our bodies. And then even after we're gone, that it remains because energy cannot be created or destroyed. Now, wouldn't you know it, but I recently learned in my Marginalia blog, which I love, that um, Einstein could not have possibly come up with that groundbreaking realization if it weren't for a woman. Emily Noether, widely considered one of the most important mathematicians or scientists of all time. And I thought, wow, how typical that behind the most famous male scientist in the world is a female scientist who no one knows. Well, that's not fair. A lot of people know her, but people don't know her the way they know Einstein. And if you heard Rabbi Sarah Berman's if you heard Rabbi Sarah Berman's um, beautiful drosh last Friday, how's that volume, by the way, Ed? I just saw your note that um, a little more volume. <clears throat> is that working? Okay, hopefully that's better. Thank you. Um, if you heard Rabbi Sarah Berman's drosh last Friday, she talked about the absence of women's stories and voices in our Torah. But our knowing that, of course, the women were there. They were doing the work that was often overlooked. They were having the babies. They were um, keeping families together. And in these last few days of Women's History Month, I want to lift up that story of one of these women, because she is a force and an inspiration, and not coincidentally, she's also a piece of Jewish history as well. So I want to share some words from Maria Popova, who introduced me to Emily Nadler, and tell you a bit of her story. So settle in. Emily was born into a Jewish family in rural Germany in 1882. 
Her father was a famous mathematician. Of course, all her brothers went on to get educations and jobs, but as a girl, it was not quite allowed. But Emmy, Emily, or known as Emmy, showed an early and exquisite gift for mathematics, this abstract plaything of thought, this deepest language of reality. She excelled through all of the education that was made available to her, and she ultimately completed her doctorate in mathematics in 1907 as one of only two women in a class of a thousand, shortly after the government had declared that mixed sex education was going to, quote, overthrow all academic order, end quote. So it's already quite an achievement that she received her doctorate in 1907 in Germany at a time when they really did not want to give women that kind of education. And they didn't want to give her a job. For seven years, while Einstein was working out his theories, Nather was working without pay as a mathematics instructor at a local university. In 1915, the year that Einstein's general relativity reframed our picture of reality, she finally received proper employment at the country's premier research institution, Al Göttingen, at um, Göttingen University, where three centuries of visionary scientists honed their science and earned their Nobels. Emmy developed the famous theorem that now bears her name. It's considered one of the most important and beautiful in all of mathematics, and it proves that conservation laws, that little theory that Einstein said about the conservation of energy, she proved that conservation laws rely on symmetry. In 1932, she became the first woman ever to give the plenary address at the International Congress of Mathematicians, which is the world's most venerable gathering of these brilliant mathematical minds. Of the 420 participating mathematicians, Emmy Nother was the only woman there. She addressed them in 1932, and another woman would not address the Congress until 1990. Think about that. At this moment in 2022, there has not yet been a third woman to address the Council, the Congress of Mathematicians. Wow, we really need a little bit of balance in that. Anyway, months after Emmy Noether's address, which was in 1932, Nazis banished Jewish professors from German universities. And the position she had spent half a century and a lifetime earning was vanquished overnight. Einstein sought refuge in Princeton, that epicenter of physicists and mathematicians of his and her caliber, but Princeton would not make room for a female scientist. Emmy ended up at Bryn Mawr, even though she was invited to be a guest lecturer at the request of all the working scientists at Princeton, whose field would have been unimaginable without her contribution. But the university overlords made her feel unambiguously unwelcome. Even this cheerful, uncomplaining woman 
rude that it was, quote, the men's university where nothing female was admitted, end quote. <laughs> Nader's theory of symmetry now permeates our understanding of the universe and the language of physics. It is nearly impossible to publish any paper, that is, to formulate any meaningful model of reality without referring to her theory of symmetry in some way. This was Emmy Nader's gift to the world, a whole new way of seeing and a whole new vocabulary for naming what we see, which is the fundament of fathoming and sense-making. What she gave us is not unlike poetry, which gives us a new way of comprehending what is already there, but not yet noticed and not yet named. With her elegant, deeply original mathematics, which came to underpin the entire standard model of particle physics, Emily Nother became the poet laureate of reality. Isn't that beautiful? And yet, having devoted her life's work to demystifying the conservation of energy, Emily Nother too submitted to the dissipation awaiting us all. Each of us a temporary constellation of particles assembled for a pinch in space-time, an assemblage that has never been before and never will be again, no matter the greatness and glory attained in this brief interlude of being, succumbing to the ultimate mystery. So I invite us to close our eyes. I hope you took some inspiration from the story of Emily Nother. Maybe also a little bit of frustration and <laughs> an upset at, at, at what it was to be who she was at her time. But yet she endured and her theories of the world endure. And it's important for us to know them. But let's take that idea that she helped us understand. Close your eyes. Let's offer up a gratitude for this beautiful morning. I thank you, God, for the gift of this day. And I invite you to connect with the energy in your body. Take a moment to fathom that energy that is inside you is eternal. It is the same energy that has existed since the very beginning of time. Because that energy cannot be recreated. It's always been there. And that energy is going to remain after that temporary constellation of cells that creates your body dissipates because this energy cannot be created or destroyed. And for this moment, that energy is in you. That energy is you. And you have this brief pinch in star time to bring your energy out into the world and to transform things with it to sing and dance and love and create and cry and feel 
and be. And meditate. So that's what we're going to do with this beautiful energy that is in you, that you're learning to harness and appreciate and notice. If you want a mantra, I'm going to offer shimur, which means conservation. This theory of conservation that we're grateful to Emmy for having brought into the world and help us understand. <clears throat> and of course, that Hebrew root comes from the same root as shamor, to guard or to protect. So let us hold that energy, watch over it, notice our breath flowing through it, and don't mind the time.
this little light of mine. I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine. I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine. I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Take that beautiful energy that you have, bring it out into the world that really needs it. I hope you have a blessed day. Thank you.